representing. We got people here today. We got <laughs> Tiff Dog, Slim Boogie, aka Tracy. <laughs> Big Peaches in the house. You better know it. Yeah, we got Harlem in the building. <laughs> we got Tay Tay. From Wild Tay Tay from the EO is Andre Cool Tay Rock. Tay Rock. And then we got Day Day, aka Avon. What Avon? Hef. AKA Hef. Hef, you know, because he wear the robes like you have and she called him And then we have Moose and Tori Motors. Yes. Said it right today. Yeah. We got around the way with May. <laughs> we got Mama Pocket and her friend. She's Iron Woman right now. You can't see her little back thing she got going on. We got resumes by Tam, Tam. the Tam Experience, Tam Tips and Owls. Ow. <laughs> That's your daddy. And we got AR for Prez. The brand manager, (laughs) Rashad, (laughs) Amar, whatever. (laughs) And then you have me, front of your pocket. Yay. Yay. So we're here today, and how could we not talk about Mr. Prolific himself? Mr. Ermius, a.k.a. Nipsey Hussle. Rest in power, rest in peace, don't make sense. We, you know, we've seen the story unfold on social media. We saw the whole investigation basically on social media. And it's seared in my mind. If you, you know, you're watching this, you know, the videos and stuff like that, you don't want to watch it, but it's there. You watch it and you just feel so terrible because it's an image of what your parents tell you about, what you know better. How some people just ain't your friend. And how when you get to a certain level, people want to kill you. You know, and that's just it. It's not that they don't like you. They just want to kill you. To kick somebody after you have fatally wounded them is like, where does that, where does that level of hate come from? You know, and, and Tupac said it best. We got a race of babies, you know, that hate the ladies. They just hate everybody. It's just hatred. And I don't know if it's they didn't have a daddy or they didn't have a mommy or whatever, but there's no excuse for that level of hatred. There's no mental illness that can explain that to me. There's no amount of money. There's no words he could have said to him to hurt his feelings. Nothing. So when people do that to you and then today you see a bunch of pictures with him and him in the pictures together, they grew up together. It wasn't like he met him as an adult. He knew him as a teenager. And, and this is the things that he gets. Apparently, according to May May, her investigation um, earlier said that he was only at the store. Yeah, to to help a friend that just got out of jail to get him some clothes, and that Ooh. he was later gonna meet up with his family and some other friends. So it was just like a quick thing because he just got home from jail to get him off his feet. You know, get him, help him get on his feet. Oh, helping somebody from jail. <laughs> so all in an hour, probably. Once again, helping, helping, helping. And you see, you know, we've been talking a lot about how helping, you know, I put up a video years ago, how love and helping people could get you killed. In my book, I write about the more you help certain people, the more they hate you. And why is that? Why is that something that I would write? Why is it something that you would feel? Why is it something that we saw on March 31st that someone who helped so many people, I don't care what he did in his past. I don't care what happened. What he was doing right now, and for a long time, not like last week, a couple of he's just getting his act together. You know, why did that happen? And everybody has a past. Everybody. Everybody. <laughs> everybody. Show me one person that hasn't done something or been something that wasn't right. Right. So, just uh, someone who is a community leader. Another story that I heard, a lady was trying to get into a radio station. Anybody, because she wants to tell the story about him. How her husband was fixing the lights. You know, I guess he worked for the city or whatever. And he fixed the traffic lights outside of the store, the intersection. And he was there a couple of times. And every time he was there, Nipsey would come out and give him a 
cup of coffee or tea or whatever. We tried to feed him, give him clothes. And he never understood who Nipsey was. He didn't know who he was or what he did. And when, when that unfortunate thing took place, he called his wife. I said, remember that guy I always told you that owned the store that, you know, feeds me and, you know, want to give me clothes? That's him. That's the guy. And everywhere you turn, you just hear stories about how he was just helping people. Um, one of Moose's favorite artists right now, Sue Sir, he, you know, put up a, a text how he was telling Nipsey, yeah, I'm moving to L.A. And he's like, his reply was like, perfect timing. What do you need? Where you mm. see yourself in three to five years, tell me what you need and why you're, you know, in transition. Think about it so we can get it done. Mm. And these are the constant stories you keep hearing about him. Another mother was saying that she grew up with him and she brought her, and he told her to bring the daughter to the store so he could help her with her modeling career. He was going to give her some modeling gigs, I guess, with his clothing line or whatever, so she, he can help. So this is all you just keep hearing. Everybody who worked in the store were neighborhood people that either were on drugs and he gave a job. One of the dude that runs the store was in and out of jail, on, on drugs, and now he's the manager of one of the stores in there. You know, the kids have to show report cards. And show that they're actually in school doing the right thing in order to even work there. You know, so we're talking about a very responsible person. Somebody that took control of their past and said, you know what? I could change. I want to do something different. I want my legacy to be bigger than just me getting in trouble, gang banging, whatever. And, and he was a leader. I saw a, a beautiful picture of him. With a little boy, one of his, he had a resident photographer that would follow him. And the kid just was looking up at him with such admiration. He had to be about four or five. And the guy, who was an Asian guy who takes his pictures, said, this is how we all look at you. Mm-hmm. And I'm big on looks and how you capture those candid looks and how people look at you and sincerity. You know, so, you know, back to the unfortunate event. You know, he didn't have the right people around him. At the time, but when you're comfortable and you're a creature of habit and you feel like, you know, you're amongst your own people, you don't feel like you need presidential security. You you want you want to be able to shake hands with people and take pictures. He took pictures. I just saw another picture that he took that day. Somebody was just like right when it happened. He witnessed the murder and everything. Just took a picture with this guy. You know what I'm saying? So like he was just open like that. And my mother always, you know, gets on me because I'm open like that. You know what I'm saying? I like people. You know, I want to, you want to love people. To quote my brother, uh, brother Polite, I want to love y'all. You know what I'm saying? But people make it hard. It's just the name of the game. So we all here, we all feel some type of way because we all feel some type of connection to him in some way. You know, his, what he did from the store, from being like a little, neighborhood spot from him taking a table in front of the store to then owning one store renting a store and then buying the whole mall you just have to grasp that it you know in harlem people can't even buy a brownstone (laughs) this dude bought an entire mall it may not have been the garden state plaza mall but it's a mall that has several viable businesses in it you know what i'm saying so like you got to understand the magnitude that he had the first smart store in the world, in the country, where you can scan his labels and play his music and streams his music. Like, he, the store was amazing when he took that little rinky-dink store he had in the beginning and he built it into this store that can easily go into Barney's. Right. So, that's just some of Nipsey Hustle. And I just want to, you know, that, you know, there's, we all going to talk about it. Um, I just want to send, you know, strength and love and healing and all of that to the family, to all of his family, his daughter's family, his son's family, you know, his family, his siblings, because this is a major loss, his city. So California, Los Angeles, Crenshaw, Slauson, our deepest condolences. So with that being said, um... We just freestyling today. It's one of them days. A lot is going on other than that. You know, but it's like, how can it be other than that? Like, right? The final thing is death. But at the end of the day, people still got to live. 
and somebody's planning a funeral right now and some and somebody's sick already and some things are already going on and it just adds on like why we got to keep adding stress on the people killing people hurting each other like doing bad things to each other like why do we have to keep doing these things it don't make no sense everybody's going through something so to keep adding more stress and they wonder why we as a race is messed up because we keep getting stuff we keep getting and i'm about to say shitting on and you know for lack of a better word things just keep happening to our community you know and people want to say oh you know i don't want to get into whether or not you feel the government did it or his friend it don't matter he wasn't protected if this dude is a mental illness patient and he's an informant, he should not have been walking on the streets. That's the first thing they'll say about you if you got a warrant. You know, you shouldn't have been on the streets. You shouldn't have been driving. You shouldn't have been doing this. So if it's their power to keep you off the streets, why wasn't he off the streets? And that's it. So it don't matter what you think. He wasn't protected. So I'm opening up the floor. Rashad, thoughts? Because him, these, you know, the bookends right here, Rashad and Moose is like real, you know, dot, I don't know if Dede's more of a fan of music or the, the human being, but I know these two guys are like Nipsey Hussle, diehards. And I felt really bad because it was like the same feeling we had when, you know, people say Biggie, Biggie was a loss. A huge loss. Tupac was a huge loss as well. It's like, um, Biggie didn't get a chance to grow. So it was always that thing with Biggie where you didn't get a chance to see him evolve. With Tupac, you saw a, more of an evolution and he had a larger, larger body of work. And you knew he had, he had other things he needed to do. We all, so did Biggie. We all do. But you saw where he was going with it. He was just a little... You know, his messages, you see, you know, because he was a rational Gemini, you know, he would get emotional. People would hurt his feelings. He would go off the beaten path. The thing with Nipsey was he was very consistent Uh in his message from the beginning, not just something that just started. He didn't just get woke. He didn't just get conscious because he read a book in jail. Like it was like he was almost was born. Mm -hmm. You can tell when people are born for what they have to do. They they said the meaning of his name. What was it? Ma, don't do that because I don't have none of my notes in front of me. Oh, okay. (laughs) Now now I'm sad. (laughs) It was something biblical. But he looks biblical. Yeah, he looks like he looks like Yahweh. He yeah. looks like Yahshua. Yeah. You 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 can see the God in him on mm-hmm. all over him from his head to his feet. You know, and, and so that's just that's why he was killed. Yeah. Yeah. People don't want to see the God in you. People don't want to see your, your shine. 33, right? Yeah. Same the age. Same age as Yahshua. That's right. Same age. And they both accomplished a whole lot by thirty three. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I think that's what um for me, you know, watching him years ago and like I I, I got a chance to watch the transition, you know, not so much with with, with Biggie and, and Tupac. Mm-hmm. Like I kinda I kinda seen them almost when at you were their young. peaks. Yeah, yeah, you know, almost at their peaks, you know, but watching him, you know, go from you know, Mailbox, you know, Nipsey, and, and those mixtapes where a lot of people didn't hear about him. And still today, you know, that's why he had all these different streaming, you know, historic. Sent by God. Who? Sent by God. Sent by God. Okay. So, yeah, you know, so, you know, and even till, up until today, a lot of people didn't know about him. Mm-hmm. You know, that's why he had, you know, 57 million streams. Yeah. You know, in the course of some days and stuff, to like, and stuff like that. So now people are realizing... You know the magnitude of his presence. Yeah. You know, and like you say, his his story is consistent with everybody. Yeah. You know, from other musicians to athletes to other people. You know who you know to other activists and you know philanthropists and, and things of that nature. Everybody has the same consistency story about him. How he was always he was always smiling. He was always happy. He was always helping people. So I think you know. That's why I hit so hard in terms of hearing them die, because, you know, it was like, damn, you know, if somebody like this, you know, could get killed and, you know, to, to that to, to that kind of magnitude, you know, like the, in, in the way it happened, 
you know, it's like nobody's really off limits. You know, mm-hmm. regardless of what you're doing and what you're putting out, because the things, you know, like you know, like you said, like the things that he put out, the universe, the, you know, the universe couldn't, you know, reward him this way. No. Like it doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. You know, despite whatever kind of past he had, but him being so young, you know, his past, he was a little kid. Yeah. You know, whenever he was doing whatever he was doing, yeah. so and and he did, and and like you said, you know, he. He made up for those things later on. Yeah. He's been doing more good than bad. Absolutely. So, you know. Balance. You know, yeah. So, you know, that's why, you you know, it, it, it affected me so much because I was able to connect with him. I was able to see the things that he was doing. And um, we had a conversation. You know, I had a conversation with Dede and Moose um, about the difference. Look at oh, your people. I had a conversation <laughs> with my two nephews, you know, also my little brothers about, about like, the magnitude in, in, in terms of, would I would I feel the same way, you know, if if we took a loss with, you know, Diddy or or Jay Z and um mm-hmm. and 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 I don't know. You know, I feel like I although I didn't know Nipsey, you know, you see how connected he is with, mm-hmm. with his community. I you think know, it's um, one of those things where you just don't know. Yeah, you just until yeah, it happens. Yeah, I don't. Know. Uh, unfortunately, yeah. you don't want. Yeah, you, don't you don't want, want it to happen. See, you just don't know. But um, yeah, it's just a it's just a, a big loss for the culture. You know, um, and it just makes you wonder, like, who who else w- is really want, going to carry that, that mm-hmm. torch? But you, you know, know, okay. Maybe who who could probably do it is Kendrick, possibly? Do you think? Uh, I don't think Kendrick, so. Kendrick, um, I don't think he wants to yeah, do that. Um, because I don't think he's people want that kind of responsibility. You know, it's and, a big responsibility. And, you you know, it um, and, you know, a lot of people are, are, are scared of that responsibility. And you, you know, can see why. And you have to stay consistent. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know that's that's the worst part about it all. You know, like, you know, you know, you you have to stay consistent with it. So, um, yeah, I don't know, like, you know, uh, especially for the West Coast. Mm-hmm. But you know what I was thinking on the way, <laughs> on the way home. <laughs> what I was thinking was <laughs> the thing with Nipsey. He was a connector. He was smart, and he knew he he knew where he was. Where he was a face for a lot of things that already exist. Right. Right. So in that sense, since he he's a talent as a as a artist, but in terms of the software and certain terms of the, the business structures, he was a student and he was learning these things. So the problem the, the problem and the solution is this. You, we have to get these people that he was rallying together mm-hmm. to do these things to continue to right. do these yeah. things right. because we should we gotta stop relying on one person yeah. to be the yeah. voice of the people that's and so that's true. the problem so what we have to do is okay he got back to 90 he had all these di- different little things going on they can still keep going because mm-hmm. he was an ambassador he was spreading the word. He was spreading the word about Dr. Sabi. He was spreading the word about Queen of Fuwa. He was spreading the word about um, coding and, and um, crypto technology and all that stuff. So what we have to do is we, the people that can do these things, have to just stay consistent and actually do that and actually stop being so selfish and teach people. We shouldn't right. be dependent on one person to teach the entire black community how to do, how to get a business, how to get your music, how to how to code and, and shit. We got to stop doing that. That's the problem with us. We don't, we always rely on a leader. Why are we always, and leaders are great, but we're all leaders. Right, right. right. Why are we all waiting for a God to come down from the sky and help us. We got to stop that. And possibly if everybody, not everybody, but a large majority of people were doing it, they can't kill all of us. Right. Right. So. Exactly. The Jews do it. The Spanish people do it. The Chinese do it. Information. Yeah. They share. Yeah. And and that's what uh, me and my, my, my older brother was talking about earlier today in our phone conversation, how, you know, um, there's also a form of a large form of being selfish because people are mad at their journey, or, or yeah. and they're looking at like, well, I went through this to get to this. Yeah, so you should. You, know, you need to go. People have to compromise themselves to get to certain platforms, right? And like in the music industry, like you know, people have compromised, you know, their integrity and, and different things that they stood for in the very beginning in order for them to advance. So now, when it's time to help somebody else advance. They're almost like, nah, I don't want to make it's it easy selfish. for you. Yeah. So, you know, right. you need to go through what I went through. They want you like, to, to reinvent the, the wheel. For right. what? 
Right. And it's funny that you say that because on my way home today, I was listening to Joe Buttons. He was giving an interview to, with somebody, and he spoke about that, that exact same thing. He was saying, I don't want anyone to have to do what I did to get right. into the industry. Mm -hmm. He was like, because what I did at a young age, I did very wild and insane and probably almost unnatural things, he said, to get into the industry. Mm -hmm. He was like, I don't advise anybody to do what I did. Mm -hmm. I advise you to do what works for you. He said, all I can tell somebody is to just be consistent. That's it. That's it. Be consistent and don't don't stop. Don't give up on your dream That's and it. just follow in no in, in your own footsteps right. and you'll make it. Yeah. Right. Consistency is the it's mark the of truth. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's that's a word. Yeah. Shout out that's to it. Joe Buttons. That's some real transparent stuff right there. I don't even want to think about because he, you know, he had his own mental health issues, and now you can see why. Cause right, you know, you didn't do some 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 the strings for some change. Him and uh, Remy Ma, they usually give a lot of good insight with music industry stuff on that. Podcast, the um everyday when I said who I'm about to, I'm about to the state of the culture. <laughs> yeah. I was about to I'm like oh, we're talking about the room that's academics and all. It's yeah, every state once in a while they'll have the a nice little back and forth about what artists need to look into, what they shouldn't do, how they mm -hmm. should go about it. But you would have to watch the whole yeah, and that's a problem too. It's like. People will say, it's like these networking events, these seminars, and they make you listen to a bunch of mumbo jumbo before they tell you what you need to do. And then when they tell you something, it's selective. It's, it's missing steps. And that's the thing that Nipsey was doing. He was being the liaison. He was bridging the gap between the steps that people love to leave out. You know, and we got to stop doing he was that. I was giving the blueprint. Right. He you. was. He was for you to follow. He was. Right. And that's what we should do. Like, stop being an information hoarder. Like, what, what do you want to do with the information? Right. If you're holding on to stuff, how can you receive? You got to let go. Right, right. The same right. thing works in your brain. You can't hold on to stuff up in here and think your brain, it has infinite capacity. It does. But you got to let some of the stuff out so you can let more stuff in. And right. other people... Have other gifts you don't have. Right. Right. And that's okay. They can reach more people than you. They can go work a room better than you over here. And and you can still get the credit. You still know what you did. You you know, and that's the thing, everybody with these egos and stuff. So that's the beauty about him. He was so humble. Bro. And that's don't mean to cut you off, but driving over here. <laughs> Flex was just talking about that. He was saying, you know, being in the industry. You know, it's always a crew of people that main the main rapper steps up, he makes it big, and then he, he brings his man to the studio and he say he's up next. Yeah. He said now when he say he's up next, he might not necessarily be good. <laughs> he said, but you know, the main rapper may make five make may, may make five million, but now his man only makes a hundred thousand. Yeah. But now he's mad. Uh, yeah. He said, but he can't be mad. He said, honestly, you weren't good. Yeah. But he gave you a break. That's it. Right. <laughs> and that's all you can do. Right. Yeah. Open the door. And then you need to per perfect your crap. That's it. Right. You got to start working. Once you're in the right. door, now you... You should have been working, working before that. Stay ready so you never have to get ready, right? right. right. Like, what was you waiting well, for? Well, you know, that's the whole thing. <laughs> a, a lot of people lose focus of the foundation. Mm-hmm. A lot of people stray away from that, and that tends to always lead them to places that may end up dead ends. Yeah. But if you stay with your foundation, even if you go off track, the foundation will all, always bring you back. That's right. And it will all, always put you right back to where you belong. That's right. All right, Damn. <laughs> <laughs> uh, millennials in the corner. I haven't heard anything from y'all. No. I'm just, I'm just going through all the Instagram stuff. Um, yeah, like Rashad said, it's just watching. I don't even feel this way. I didn't even feel this way when Chinks died. You know, I was a big, big fan of Chinks. Mm -hmm. I was sad, but I don't, I wasn't even this sad. And I don't know. And I watched Chinks, you know, when he was with Stack Bundles and the Riot Squad. But I don't know. It's just, it's just, this one is different. You know, I just felt more of a connection with, with Nipsey through his music. Um, through, you know, just watching them on Instagram, just seeing what he was doing in the community. Um, 
us going to the store. Yeah, this is bad. I don't know. Like it's just, yeah, you just felt, you just felt. He, you felt like he knew you. Yeah. You know, like through his, like he felt like you. If you was to see him, it'd just be like you grew up with him or All something up. like that. Yeah. So it's just weird. Like it's just very, very, very weird. You know how he got taken out. And it was just, you know, you could always say, why was he by himself? Where was everybody else at? And it was just, it was so, so many di- different variables you could throw in there, but I don't know. It don't change nothing. Yeah, it don't. It don't change the fact that he's not here. Yeah. He's sitting somewhere cold because somebody was cold-hearted. That's right. whack. It's very, very whack. And we got to start teaching our children to have empathy. Instead of telling kids all the time, somebody hit you, hit them back. Yeah, you know, that's just human response. But we got to start empathizing. What is wrong with the kid that hit you? Tell the teacher or whatever. As a parent, go down to the school, figure out what is wrong with the kids. But we got to start telling kids, that, you know, especially with this era of social media where we're getting desensitized daily by seeing people shot and lynching. We're seeing people swinging from trees in 2019. Why am I seeing that? You know what I'm saying? So we got to start teaching them like this is not it. You should you should always feel. You know what I'm saying? Hey, train. And you want your kids to always feel. You hear the train? You don't want to get to the point where you don't feel anymore. Because when you don't feel, you're able to be disconnected. And you're able to do hurtful things to people. So even though this is a hurtful world and all these things are always happening, you want to teach your kids empathy. Really work on that. I've been we good? using that word all day. We good? We good? What happened? We wasn't saving? Why did it just... It closed out. When? Right now. I don't know. But it was taping. I recorded the screen taping. Before. That's why I stole it here for a while. I don't oh, know. boy. Bring it back. Damn, we had a good conversation. See, that's, that's what happened to me. Yeah, no, you didn't tape anything. Yeah, no, but I hit it. That's what I'm saying. Bring the phone. Huh? Did, how much did we get? Tay Tay. How many minutes? 16. And it just cut off. Thirty minutes. Oh, 20 seconds. Seconds. oh wow. Stop. <laughs> yeah, stop. We're gonna pull hey. We're back. <laughs> we I don't know what the hell is going on. This is like the third episode where they don't want us talking, guys. We said some major stuff. But we're gonna pick up from where we had left off and I'm gonna splice these videos and this audio together and we're gonna make it pop. So basically we left off with leadership. May May at said that she felt like Kendrick Lamar could pick up the torch. I said he had it. He didn't want it. He does what he wants. You know, he's doing what he want to do. Rashad. Oh, no. What is going on? What in the dickens is getting into everybody? So, anyway, what I said and how I feel about the situation is we have got to stop waiting on one person. Because what I said about Nipsey, he was a connector. And he was able to get people together, the, the smartest minds of everything. If you was the smartest person in crypto, he got you together. If you was the smartest person in technology, he got you together. If you was holistic, you know, he was getting, he was gathering his holistic information. Right. That was something that was a new entity for him. But he was getting all these powerful minds together and merging them with the hip hop community in a way no one has ever successfully been able to do. So, with that being said, with Nipsey, the information didn't die. He was someone who was an ambassador for the information. So, if he can do that, that means it can still be done. Everyone has to continue his work, has to continue his legacy. Nothing can stop. And what we as a people have to stop believing in the God complex where we're waiting on a savior. (laughs) 
to come and save us. One person. That's a lot of work for one person. Yes. We burn people out in this world, especially in the black community. Our leaders look tired by the time they get of age. They look like they've been through some shit. Sorry. Look at Al Sharpton. He looked like he'd been through hell. And he has. And he hasn't even done nearly as much as the grunt work with the youth as Nipsey did in his short period of time. So imagine if Nipsey would have lived to be 80 years old. Health issues or whatever. Maybe not. I don't know. But we will, it's a burnout because you like you constantly see a need that you want to fix. But you don't have to burn yourself out if everybody's sharing the information like the Jews do, like the Asians do, like the Hispanics do, the Latinos. Everyone does it except for black people. We share in our little incubators. We share with each other. The rich share with the rich. They just exchanging dollars. Right. How does that translate into money into the, the black community? We spend trillions of dollars a year. Every, every thing on this planet is run by black dollars. What they say, our dollars stay in our community six hours. Yeah. Everybody else, a couple, maybe a week mm-hmm. before the dollar leaves the community. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to Killer Mike for showing people that. Um, so, you know, it was something that already existed, but he gave it. Light, you know, because a lot of people don't get to if you don't read, if you don't research independently, you don't get to know this information. And so what Nipsey did was give you a blueprint because he know he knew this era is a lazy era, but they got potential just because you lazy don't mean it's over for you. It just means that you might need a little little push. And he was doing that, you know, so um I want people, I encourage everyone who was working with him, people that were interested in working with him, don't just say, oh, man, I ain't going to meet him now. It's over. It's not over. He got, he has business associates. He had Black Sam, his brother. When he's mentally capable, I'm sure he's going to pick up the torch because that was his business mentor. You know, that was his partner and everything. So there's going to be people. You just have to do it. So if you have information about investing, if you have information about crypto, if you have information about coding, don't stop sharing. And it shouldn't just start and stop in California. This has to be something that's done all over. We hear about Nas making all this money, investing in Queensbridge, uh, whatever. And... We hear about it once they sell the companies. Why, why aren't we hearing about it while it's happening in real time? Why only a limited amount of people are being privy to this information? Yeah, yeah. We got to stop that. We got to put each other on so that we don't have ghettos no more. We right. shouldn't have ghettos no more. We spend way too much money on sneakers, on cars, on jewelry to have ghettos. We should be living like the kings and queens that we are. And with the information and the ingenuity that we're born with, we're encoded with, there's no reason why we still begging. People should be begging us. And they are. But we just give our talents away for free. Yes. And our money. All yeah. of it. Because they are begging us. Yeah. Every time they come out with a stupid logo across <laughs> a sweatshirt, across yeah. a shoe, who is the first to go buy it? We are. Right. We make every. Every luxury brand. Yep. A luxury. We make it. Yes. <laughs> we make it look good. And then we don't know how to stop. No. We no, don't. Because we, we don't just do one or two pieces. Well, like we, other cultures and communities. Yeah. We got to get the shoe. We got to get the bag. We got to get the scarf. Everything. We gotta, and then we got to do it every season. Yeah. And <laughs> so every weekend. Right. All right. So like why are we, why are we capable of doing that for us? But then a black business will come out and... um. Right. I ain't wearing that stuff look cheap. I ain't doing that. Well, you know, the main complaint about black businesses is that our people, and I just hate when I hear this, and a lot of times it is true. Really? I think it goes back to just not really perfecting your craft because a lot of black businesses, they do fall short. They do. And... I mean, honestly, like for me, I work too hard for my dollar. I don't mind spending it with my people. I always try to spend my money with my people. But, you know, when you do black businesses, like I go to a black salon. 
Shit, I might be in the salon six hours, seven hours. I might spend just for one hairdo, and I'm spending two hundred dollars to get my hair done. Yeah, ain't like I'm getting a freebie or I'm getting a discount because I sat somewhere for six to seven hours. No. Customer service is like the customer service is terrible. It's a little better in some black businesses, and it's worse in others. I agree. Because if you go get, if you go to Midtown and you go to the Blow Bar, whatever oh, they call, yes, you're yeah. in and out twenty minutes. Your mani pedi is done in twenty thirty minutes. You're not waiting for nothing, right? You know, so I get that. And quality is an issue sometimes, right? Mm-hmm. You know, because somebody will just scribble something on something and they want to charge you with Gucci charge you for a shirt and it's like come on you got crow before you walk you got chill out <laughs> you know and Nipsey Hustle store is pretty expensive too like let's not let's not front we blew a bag in Nipsey store and every time somebody go to California we'll send them to Nipsey store to get stuff or whatever but however you know his quality was getting better and better and we understood right. the mission we right. understood that our, we us spending our money there was for a larger situation it wasn't right. just right. for someone to get a car or a chain or whatever it was for someone to help other people so it was more like a fundraising situation right. I mean you know when you buy something for a fundraiser you pay a little bit more and you don't mind because you know it's That's supposed to be going for a good but course you also and it was saw- the progress right the and elevation like you said, every time you got something from his store yeah. it was a better quality yeah. it was you know it made you feel better about spending your dollar exactly. because like you said at least you knew what he was doing with your money yeah <laughs> exactly and that's all people want to know so it's like is it should the victory lap stop because Nipsey's not here absolutely, absolutely not. not he wouldn't want that you know, that's the thing about a marathon. The beauty about a marathon is it's not a race Thanks. where you have to <laughs> you have to go first in order to complete it. A marathon can get completed in a day or two. You know what I'm saying? You watch the marathon in New York and you have disabled people running, walking, doing what they got to do. They still ran the marathon. They might not have won the medal. They might not have went first place, but they still ran the marathon. They still completed it. And that's what it's about. This is about being born, living life, and completing a goal and a purpose. And when it's done, you have a legacy. And he definitely did that. And I'm sure he poured into a lot of people. So whatever knowledge you got from You better use it. You better use it. If he sat down and had a conversation with you about something, I wish I would have had a conversation with him. Because I'm always striving to meet real smart people Mm -hmm. and and charismatic people like him. And it's there hard to come by. And he was a jewel. So when you meet somebody like that and they take the time to actually talk to you, it would, man... Somebody should slap you if you had some information from him and you ain't using it. You know, I heard, uh, I listened to Swiss talk about him and, you know, he spoke very highly of him and how intelligent he was. But one thing that he said said that stuck out, he said he's been around the biggest entertainers in the world. He said, but... Nipsey, he said in one of their meetings, he said gave him a book. He mm. said, now, I've, I've received many gifts yeah. from different entertainers. He said, but he gave me a book to read. He Ooh. said, and no one has ever done that. He said, and he just thought that that was like, you know, so awesome of him. Mm. And that's how, you know, he he would try to keep his legacy going on mm. by doing the same thing. But I was like, wow, you know, when he said that, I thought about it, and I'm like, it's very rare that you come across people in life that want to help you elevate and want to open your mind. Because, you know, reading does open your mind. Yeah. So, and the only person that I could think about when, <laughs> I, when he said that, I thought about who has ever given me a book. <laughs> and the only person that came to my mind was my mother. Mm. Because, you know, growing up, she always forced books on me. Yeah. You know, and she still does it till today. Like, she always encouraged you to read. And it was just like, wow, that was real deep. And for him to be 33 years old, giving out books. Yeah. 
to grown, to grown men, men. To grown men, that that says a lot. Yeah. Because most of the time they want to give you a bottle of champagne or some silk stuff. You you got all that stuff. You don't need <laughs> a, a piece whole of player right here. She said some old silk stuff. Everybody giving out silk stuff. <laughs> They're giving out jewelry and watches. <laughs> So Moose, before we got cut off, before the video got cut off, Rashad, check the video, make sure we were still recording. Moose was, um, we good? Is it when people walk that it's cutting off? That ain't no damn sensor. No, it um, gotta be, it's probably the vibration from the floor. Unplug that nice. thing, yeah. And we're back we're again. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the powers that be, boy. We talking about, it's crazy because this happens on my social media. I get suppressed. My phone is even suppressing me. It's this new Android update sucks. Need the to get one Apple. So, no. Get you an iPhone. I am a droid for life, but iPhone. this new update, pie, pizza, whatever the hell it's called, I ain't feeling it. So, blame it on that. But we ended off uh, the last segment talking about having conversations with smart people, and I would have loved to have the conversation with Nipsey Hussle, and you know, it just never happened. But around the way with May May. Was talking about well before that you know what hold on um around the way when May May was talking about um uh interview he's so many interviews Ooh, yeah. like Pac yeah like Pac he was preparing and didn't even know it or maybe he did know it and okay. he didn't let us know I think okay so yeah it was an interview with um Hot ninety seven it was Ebro Laura you and have the other guy and they were basically <laughs> saying how they asked him about his trip to Africa and um he was talking about how he went when he was eighteen and how he just seen like a whole different side of life and that when he came back to LA he wanted to kinda he kinda seen how things could be. In terms of entrepreneurship, yeah. unity and things of that nature. Uh huh. And then um then he asked him a little bit about um from Africa into the whole um Black Wakanda. Panther movie and how did he uh feel about it and he was like he didn't know what to expect going into it he didn't know too much about the whole black panther and the marvel side of it mm-hmm. but um he loved the movie and he said that um the part that the most profound part to him was when um michael b jordan uh said that he you didn't want to die what it was it he don't want to he didn't want to he rather live than he, he rather live i guess free than die die in um, change in bondage exactly like to live in bondage he'd rather die free than to live in bondage. Mm-hmm. What a lot of us do. Uh, that is profound. Because a lot of us, especially like when I do social media stuff, when I was teaching about Dr. Sebi years ago, they take my videos and put them in the algorithm and it goes down a rabbit hole. I'm still getting likes from stuff I put up from 2016. You know, so that's what they do when you teach. You know, it your mission gets suppressed in some kind of way because people are scared of information. And what I decided to do is I say, well, you know, maybe I won't talk about Sebi so much. Maybe I won't talk about Seymour so much. Maybe I won't talk about health and wellness so much because I want to get the message out to more people. But what I realize is that just because the likes and views look low, I know that's not the true number, especially when I'm meeting people and I'm talking to people on the streets and people are DMing me about information and want to know how to do this and that. The information is getting out, but they know it looks more desirable if you have a certain amount of views. So that means it draws more people in. If they see you got a little bit of views, like, oh, they ain't talking about nothing. And it'll turn superficial people off. But people that are looking for information will continue to seek it. So when you take on the, the, the torch and say, you know what? I don't care what happens to me when I teach. I don't care. Like Malcolm X. I don't care. Like Mandela. You know what I'm saying? Like Mega Evans, like so many people that suffered because they just want to teach. You know, so that's what he took on. Another video that mom looked at earlier, we've we've all seen, was about him. You want to say it or you want me to say it? Go ahead. Oh, living, you know, living and dying empty. 
living full and dying empty. And so when you hear things like those two things that were on his mind, what was profound to him, he accepted death because you know when you're a teacher and you're trying to uplift your community, it's historic that community leaders, bad things happen to them. You know, they have ill fates. I think that was like one of his last tweets too. Oh, his last tweet was having strong enemies is a blessing. Why did he feel like that? He put it out. He put that up one hour before he was murdered. That was on his mind, and we won't never know why he put it up. You know, but he felt something, and that's why he was so feverish in trying to get the information out there, connecting the dots with people. You see that when you watch Tupac documentary. You see it when you watch Malcolm X. You see that because they know you feel like. Can this last forever? We checking. We still going? All right, we good. So in that, you know, I just want to encourage the teachers out there. Don't be afraid to teach because you don't know how, how much time none of us have, right. you know, but I'd rather know what was in my brain than somebody say, well, you know, she was deep. Oh, you know this? Or he was deep hearing a third party. Why they don't know it from you? Like Prince, when he died, we learned about so many things that he had done for people because he did everything anonymously. He didn't want people to know. He was into girls coding back 10 years ago. He was funding projects for coding. Prince was doing everything that Nipsey Hussle was doing, but he was doing things behind the scenes, donating money because he didn't want he didn't want to be an ambassador for stuff. He didn't want to take the credit for stuff. You know, I don't know if it was part of him being humble or whatever, or but he was he still taught. And when he got up to speak and take you know, get his little trophies and stuff like that. He'll let you know what was on his mind. But no one really knew what was on his mind. I bet if he knew he was going to die in that elevator, the way that he died, he wished he spoke more. He wished he spoke out more. He wished he did more videos where people knew what he was all about. You know, mm-hmm. Michael Jackson was able to accomplish that through his music and, you know, statements that he had made. He knew that the things that he was saying was going to get him hurt. So... Whatever happened to Nipsey, whatever the reasoning was, he definitely did what he was supposed to do as a human being. You're supposed to teach. You're not supposed to sit on information. You're not supposed to act dumb so more people like you. That's not what it's about. Because in the words of Minister Farrakhan, if you lost them, you never had them. All right. So I just want to encourage that. We do have a TAM tip and then we're going to bring this whole thing because, you know, we keep the schedule, you know, and we've been talking a lot about social media and social media is a big part of everyone's life. But the part of social media that shouldn't be in your life, it shouldn't your work. And that's what she wants to talk about. In in, in respect, she's going to clear that up. Well, my TAM tip doesn't exactly go with... Talk a little loud since we don't have um, our... We should finish. My TAM tip Mike. doesn't exactly go with tonight's topic. <laughs> go to social media. Well, yeah, okay. So the, the power is that you do not have to give your coworkers your social media. There are some companies that may require it, but that's something that you do when you fill out like your HR paperwork. You don't have to tell so-and-so that you work with on your shift every day your social media. If you don't want them to know your Instagram, they don't have to know it. It's not a a must-do type of a thing because some people are messy. You don't need everybody in your business. Even if you're not somebody who posts inappropriate things, you just may not want a person to know what you're up to day in and day out. And there's nothing wrong with that. So you can just nicely say, no, thank you, or I'm good. Or I don't want you to have it, whatever. Or lies. Like, so you I don't, don't have, have one. one. That's normally what people whatever do. Whatever you I, like, a lot of people say that. whatever you, um, you know, is your preference. But you do not have to share your social media. You do not have to be friends on Facebook with the people you work with. Or they don't have to follow you on Instagram or none of that other stuff. Because you never know who's looking for what and why. Absolutely. So, and that's so you know the, if that's how you feel. And why. <laughs> because you know you got snitches everywhere, rats, mm-hmm. snitches. Mm-hmm. I'm so sick of hearing that. Like I don't even know how people just got to keep reporting your business or whatever. But 
That's the reason why. And, and it ties in because... But that's the way society is today. Yeah. It ties into this whole... Snitching and ratting is the new norm. Yeah. And this is what the, the so-called argument or whatever was about with Nipsey. Uh, this guy was a known informant, whatever, whatever, and they didn't want him in the store. That's the story that they're putting out. And that shouldn't even be a conversation that you're having. You know what I'm saying? Because... You know, you do you do what you do. I don't understand if you, you do dirt, take the consequences for your actions. That's well, you know what Flex was, what Flex was saying about that. He was saying that Nipsey had made it to a level in his life and in his career where he has done so much. He was saying, obviously, somebody told Nipsey that that he was a snitch. Oh yeah. He said so when you make it to a certain statue, he said maybe it wasn't for him to carry that. It wasn't. And we talked we, right. we talked about that. Maybe he it shouldn't have been. He said maybe it it he wasn't the one that was supposed to carry that back to him. Absolutely. That should have came maybe from the person who told him who was around in the circle. He said because other people knew. Yeah. He said but it, it necessarily didn't have to be him. When you're a leader, you have to surround yourself with people, lieutenants, and all of that. Just like any other army, the cops. When you have a prized possession like a Nipsey Hustle in your stratosphere, protection at all costs, he shouldn't be stepping off his perch to handle something that small. So, right. And what we talked about in the beginning, you have parents tell you all the time, well, I know she did. If you get to be my age, you have one friend, you are blessed. You're blessed. Da, 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 That's da, right. You know, you heard that. Watch your company. Oh, everybody don't like you. Everybody Everybody's ain't your friend. your friend. Stop hanging out. Stop doing that. All these things are a cautionary tale. I'm sure you know somebody didn't want him at that store at that moment. Mm-hmm. It's just time to take a pause. And for when you feel those little jitters in your gut. Listen to your gut. I call your gut guidance under temptation. When you're tempted to do something and somebody's telling you otherwise and you feel like, eh, maybe not today. Go with that. I don't know if he right. felt like that that day, but I'm sure he had some type of in feeling. Every picture that I saw he took that day, he had a look on his face. The same look Tupac had when the guy stopped at the light and took that last picture of him. It was like, I'm here, but I'm got, I got something on my mind. You know what I'm saying? So, go with your gut. Trust your gut. And it's okay to, you know, hang around people and you want to be social or whatever. But you got to know the kind of people you got around you. And if you're gifted, gifted to my gifted people, if you're gifted and you're the prized possession, treat yourself as such. It's a lonely existence sometimes. And sometimes it's going to be better to be lonely than be in a crowd of people and you're still lonely because they're not going to take care of you. Mm-hmm. I saw people running and not taking care of him. So with that being said, I want y'all all to be well. You know, it's a great conversation. I'm mad that y'all missed out on a lot of it. But if you tune into Anchor or Spotify or Apple, you'll get a chance to hear the conversation in its totality. It was a good one. Um, but everything happens for a reason. I don't know why everything wasn't, you know, publicized. Everybody did talk. You may not see it now, but everybody did talk and chime in or whatever. And I just want to thank them all for being here. And, um, under such, you know, sad circumstances. And we all got, like I said, we got a lot of crap on our mind, but we all going to get through it. Rest in peace, grandma. You know, Tiffany just lost her grandmother. And uh, she, you know, she's gonna be traveling. And happy birthday, Dad! Yeah, Yeah, on the same day. Yeah, I saw that. And it's my uncle Down's birthday, sundown. Happy birthday! April third's a good day. Happy birthday, sundown. So I love you all. If it's your birthday, happy birthday to you. (laughs) And yes, ma, just pay attention. Stay woke. Stay, stay woke. Stay focused. I love you all. Oh, Taylor. Mm-hmm. There you go, Taylor. Turn around. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yay.